Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFT. NFTs are floating in popularity. This is a technology that will forever change the way people interact. So it is happening whether you understand it and like it or not. This phenomenon is moving the digital You have now joined Jenny from the blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the NFT Catcher Podcast, episode 116. Tonight, we have a very special guest, Mr. Steve NFT Bark, co-host of Coffee with Captain in the Morning, DGen Network. What's up, brother? Hey, Mike. Good to be on here. Excited. I've obviously been a fan for a really long time, so just honored yeah, to be asked. Yeah, what a pleasure. What a pleasure. So full disclosure for everybody. Today is Tuesday the 17th. We recorded this on Sunday. Uh, we had a technical difficulty. It did not record. I take full responsibility. It was an, it was a nightmare. Steve is a true gentleman for coming back on. We're going to run it back. We'll probably talk about some of the same stuff. We had a really good conversation. I really It was really awesome stuff, but we're going to have a good time tonight. And there's even some breaking news you probably saw that just happened with Yuga. Yep. So, uh, yeah, before we get into what I said last time, and I really mean it, uh, your show in the morning is the best way on the East Coast to start your day. 8 a.m., nice and easy. Put it on Twitter spaces. You guys go for a long time. It's entertaining. You always get a feel. You know what's happening in NFTs that day. If there's something breaking, it's what you guys talk about. Um, I, I really enjoy the show. I enjoy how... You guys put your own personality into it. You have great guests. And so, like I said, no smoke at all. But that that is a really great way to start the day. It's one of the best Twitter spaces going. So no, congrats me, on that and keeping it up. means a lot to me. I appreciate you saying that. Because we think about it when, like, Cap started that space. Because I, I honestly... I'm sort of like the feral cat that Cap kept feeding. Because, like, he started the show because he wanted to talk about the news of the day. And mm -hmm. he just kept bringing me up the stage and at one day I just never left and decided to become an indoor cat. And so uh, he kept me there as the co-host. And it's crazy to think, you know, in December when it started and I was going every day and just kind of show up to stage, I mean, we'd have like 12 total people. And then you look at the ones now and it's like, we had a normal show this morning and there were 1700 people in and out like throughout wow. the you know morning. So it's like, you have those moments where you're like, wow, like we're doing 700 800 a thousand people in a morning and you think about that's a, like that's a broadway theater you're talking to so yeah um super cool and i appreciate your support there and uh it's been it's been really fun to grow it thousand percent man that's amazing so uh let's hear let's hear your story how did you get into nfts we figured out last time we pretty much bought the same top shot pack to start our nft journey pushing two years ago now, but you have a story that started kind of before that. So I'd love to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. That was funny when we discovered, like we both were in like the cool cats drop yeah, for the first one. And it was much. like when you Hop said, Shot was you said RJ Barrett, I might've even had RJ Barrett also. It's wacky. I wonder who our yeah. liquidity was there, but um, right. But no, it's crazy. Yeah. I actually, you know, I've always been interested in tech and, and when people ask how I started in NFTs, I always kind of get a little bit, um, you know, a little bit further back where, you know, when I was in sixth grade, when I was 12 years old, 
I, I was really starting to play around on the internet and uh, I'm, I'm 39 now. So that can kind of give you the dates if you want to kind of backdate it. But one of the first things I taught myself how to do, and this is before Google and all those things was, was HTML. Cause I wanted to build websites and I thought it was so cool. I could code something into existence and somebody in New Zealand or Los Angeles could type in that address and see what I did. So it was like this amazing moment for me, but I had teachers, adults, other people in my life say, you know, uh, not every business is going to need a website. Who cares about websites or stores? It's a waste of your time. What are you going to do when you grow up? So kind of shelved that to the side. Flash forward 2004, I'm early on Facebook. The first person who added me as a friend was a person who had moved away from the school that I was in, who I was friends with in grade school. And I thought, how cool is that, that I'm reconnecting with this person for the first time and they found me on this network. You know, again, people are like, this is this platform. It's it's dumb. You poke each other, whatever. Twitter, 2009, I was on pretty early. Again, I thought there's a seminal moment in communications when, and I still think this, when the plane landed on the Hudson River and the first pictures from it, they weren't from a police helicopter or a news helicopter. It was the people on Twitter who took pictures in the ferry coming over. So again, it's like, this is such a cool communications tool. Nobody cares what you ate for breakfast, Steve. This is a waste of your time, yada, yada, yada. So then 2018 rolls around. I get into crypto. And the people in my group will vouch for me, uh, who I used to manage when I was at Progressive in my role at the time, which uh, they would say, what are you into? And I would whiteboard out to them what Bitcoin and crypto were. But the one that always really interested me, like hand to God, was Ethereum. And the reason was, is I would say, like, look, this Bitcoin thing is cool. This Ethereum thing, you could build businesses on it with these smart contract things. And I, I was saying it at the time. I thought it was cool. But again, wasn't on crypto Twitter, didn't have a lot of crypto friends. And, you know, when crypto crashed, uh, you know, a lot of people around that time were, were there for the crash. Um, I was like, you know what? They were right. It's a giant scam, whatever, and got off it. So flash forward and that top shot moment we talked about. So I'd always been into collectibles. My dad has a mega baseball card collection. Right. And uh, so I was like, you know what? Like, this is interesting to me. It's like a digital basketball collectible. Cool. I'm a Cavs fan. I'm going to buy a Jarrett Allen block from actually the Nets at the time. He's my brother's favorite player. And then people were like, this is an NFT. And I was like, huh, what's an NFT? And I look it up and sure enough, you know, it's early 2021, late 2020. You look it up and it says, now, of course, Top Shot's on flow, but it said a business built on the Ethereum blockchain. And I had this like click moment where my head was like, oh my God, this is the thing mm -hmm. built on the thing I was obsessed with in 2018, built on the thing I was obsessed with in sixth grade. And from that moment on, I'm like, all right, I'm going to learn everything about these things. I'm obsessed. I'm showing up to Twitter spaces. I'm listening. I'm asking the most simple questions to people like Josh Ong and Baron Von Hustle and all people who have become friends with who I just revere because they answered all my silly questions. And I was just listening to Baron. He's on Twitter space right now. I was just listening. He's talking about the sewer piss. He's yeah, the yeah. I, Baron's a great one. He's a great yeah, he vibes is. guy. You know what I mean? Is. Just good yeah. old dude. Yeah. He interviewed me like super early on. He was trying to interview every board ape. That was like his goal for a while. Yeah. Was that back in yeah. your, uh, yeah, that's right. He, he was, uh, he was running the Jason, the ape show and everything. Was that, um, yeah, exactly. Was that back in your, uh, was that before or after you sold the Fidenza? Just going to twist the knife a little bit there. <laughs> uh, that while well, the fit, I, let me look up. I could, I got it in my email. I could see, uh, F I D E N Z A. And, and by the way, you have the best, um, I think you have the best um, like positive mental attitude about things. Cause even as you're telling those stories, you never say like, what was me or what could have been? You're like, ah, it was part of the journey. And I think that that's so respectable that yeah. you don't hear from a lot of people. A lot of people are like, I regret not selling this or I regret buying this. And 
you know, you almost tell the story. It's almost like a, it's, it's like a, a badge of honor for you, you know? That one is a little bit. I've told the story a lot. I mean, it's not great. So I pulled it up <laughs> Friday, June 11th. You successfully sold Fidenza number 947 for 0. 0.23 ETH. Fidenza 947. Yeah. That's uh that's one that you always remember. Yeah. Oh man, let's see what it's let's see what it's done right now. I was just looking. I was gonna be like, uh, okay, what is the best offer? Is there's no way that could be correct. Oh, it's sixty five thousand dollars. I thought that was ETH. I was gonna say, um, you know what? It hasn't been sold a lot. The person who's now, from yeah, the, right. They sold it, it for for point seven eight. Yeah. Oh, that little half an ETH flip right there from uh, the DC investor. DC now DC investor, investor owns it. Unbelievable. I didn't even know that. I didn't even uh, know that. That's kind of cool though. DC investor yeah. owns like one of your, you know, your Fidenza. That's pretty. Yeah. Cool. So cool. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's crazy. I didn't even realize that because I don't like to look back too much. I don't like to look back. Eyes but, forward, uh, windshield, not rear view. Let's yeah, go. no yeah. doubt. But I did have some wins with art blocks. Do you remember Salo bots? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like they're like to me. They're super ugly. Like, and I also minted them because like you know somebody on Twitter was saying to do it. So I think I had like three or four of those, and they sat really low for a long time, like oh five. 06, 04. And I was, I remember thinking, I'm not going to sell. Like, why would I bother selling it for so low? Like, I've sold so much that blows up, but I hated them. And they actually pumped at one point to like 10 ETH, and I was able to sell them there. And yeah, I don't know where they're at now, but that's a success that point, high. though. Anything yeah, like no, that, big that time, you get, that's big time. a huge yeah. win. Yeah, big time. I mean, we were there. Like, I'm sure you were probably in the same. Like, I minted a bunch of cool cats, I minted a bunch of gutter cats. And like all that, you know, all that stuff, right? The Punk's comic, VGF was a huge help. I don't know if you know VGF, but oh, VGF's my guy, was, yeah, yeah, VGF's the man. He's one of the smartest guys in the entire space. Um, we've had him on. He's he's been a friend for a long time from the Clubhouse days. Were you on Clubhouse back then? Did you get on Clubhouse early on? I never played around on Clubhouse. I didn't get my acceptance to Clubhouse until Twitter Spaces had really been thing. You know, I wanted okay. to be in Clubhouse. I couldn't get in. You had to like wait for them to say you could join. Yeah, or so, then, well, somebody had, or somebody could have like uh, given you an invite. But yeah, I, I, that was like that. It wasn't open, and it wasn't on Android for a long time. Yeah, I don't so know I, if you're Android or iPhone. But. I'm an iPhone guy, but I, yeah. I, I mean, for me, it became like Twitter Spaces rolled around right before, right around. Little before the V friends drop, um, I think is when I started right. really playing in, tr in Twitter Spaces, and that's when I was like, because that was to me, that was the place I could pop in and again, like ask people like Baron and Josh totally. and others, like you know, totally. the silly questions that they would then just answer all nice. And I'm like, man, these NFT people are so kind. Yep. Yeah. No, that's what it was. Do you know that uh, Twitter tried to buy Clubhouse for like four billion dollars? No. Clubhouse turned them down. Yeah, you could look that up. They made an offer, and I think it was four billion. And Clubhouse turned them down. So Twitter is like, all right, we'll just make our own. And they like, I mean, that really did shut down Clubhouse. There's no more NFT Clubhouse. It's very small. Um, I loved, I loved Clubhouse. I actually still think Clubhouse is a better interface, better audio. Uh, but you know, I was a host on there for a while. It, it was, it was great. I mean, I made a lot of connections. People I'm still friends with. Yeah, no, it's great. I know a lot of people yeah. talk about the old school clubhouse days. Yeah, the old like, school clubhouse days. I dabbled a little, but after mm -hmm. after alerts, but it was like Twitter space right. that already started to take off. And now, I mean, I think Twitter, just because of the scale of the amount of people that are on Twitter already. Yeah, it's like a multi, it. you know, yeah. multi, it's news, it's information, it's communities. It's like a, a social audio just makes sense. Thousand percent, thousand percent. 
Ah, oh, the Fidenza looking at the looking at the Fidenza. At least it's not like a super rare one. DC investor. That's so funny. He's got all kind of look at his. He's got nouns and autoglyphs. Uh, this guy's this guy's a whale. Yeah, DC investor is doing all right for himself. He's got uh, yeah, quite the punks. portfolio. He's got a bunch of punks. I'm looking through with ringers. Yeah, he's doing he's doing all right. Good old DC investor. I think he's gonna make it. Yeah. So today's Tuesday, the 17th. We're recording in the evening. Uh, we were supposed to be able to claim our sewer passes today. And right before we came on, about 20 minutes ago, they announced they're going to push it to tomorrow. No big deal. They, you know, they want to make sure the tech is is done correctly. It doesn't bother. That stuff doesn't bother me. Um, but uh, I did set up my warm wallet today, which is still a little nerve wracking. I was nervous even doing that. Um, but it I checked like the link. Set up. Like yeah. 25 times I checked yeah. the tweet, like 25. But I will say that technology is very cool. Now, I've heard from people smarter than me that there is some like way you can intercept, but not like trade assets, but like somebody could potentially intercept and use it. But like, I don't know how true that is. Like, I, I've heard that. But like, other than that, I mean, if that part's even true, I, I think that it's just such a cool feature that you can delegate access so that I can like just see it can mirror the assets in my cold wall because i i get nervous when i connect to some shitty merch site to like buy merch and i'm connecting my link to this i'm like this is totally i'm out of my mind you know you're gonna buy a t you're gonna connect your hundred thousand dollar ape to buy a t-shirt yeah to buy like a cardboard hundred percent cotton t-shirt that's made like totally totally it's like yeah for and that's what i'm putting my ape at risk for it's just it's so i like this warm wall concept it's my first time using it as well um, and technology like that's just going to keep growing. To me, that's something that we absolutely need because you look at people who are like losing their assets in this space and it's sad, yeah. but it's like, that is a amazing technology that'll help us not worry about, you know, like, let's say that there is somebody who does a fake sewer pass tonight because they delayed sewer pass to tomorrow. Um, if you connect your warm wallet to it, you're not compromising your ape at the very least. So that, that's, you know, there's, if you have a, you know, degen wallet that you have and a, and a hot wallet like that a burner wallet, like you're, you're safe. In fact, I had somebody actually who had this idea that for their burner wallet, they used to buy everything. My friend outer lumen, I think it was, no, it wasn't mm-hmm. outer. It was somebody who told me basically what they do is they will connect their burner wallet to all the sketchy sites. And if they get robbed, they have all their rug NFTs in there. So whoever's robbing them is taking them stuff that they didn't want in the first place. Like, you know, mm-hmm. all their Apimon eggs and all their yeah, camel, Arabian God. camels and everything. So I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of a funny concept. The Arabian camels. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of rug ones. I have like 750 now in my main profile, not even in the hidden one. And I was always at first, I was always like selling everything. I didn't have hardly anything stacking up. And then they just, they start to stack up. They become, they become unsellable. A lot of them. Well, you never know what's going to have. A, like, I remember the bonsai trees and I had a couple of those. I had like four or five. And yeah, I minted a bunch of bonsais as well. Uh, yep. And c- couldn't sell them. And then out of nowhere, it was like, I don't know, like maybe six months ago, they pumped. And to I'm like, like 0.15 or 0.2 yeah, or something. I remember. Yep, yeah. And so yep. I'm like, I sold like my remaining like two or three of them at that moment because I'm like, I don't know who wants yeah. these. But um, actually, one of the funniest ones as a side note is I had like one Arabian camel left from like way back when. And sure. I listed it like floor with. Oh, I think a Pix puppy, which was another one that like was right. I remember that one too. I remember little dancing Pix puppies and I listed them both and they sold really quickly. And actually Mm. I looked and it's funny. Like I just mentioned the burner wallet from the one friend of mine. And I looked in the wallet that bought them because I was so curious because they bought like both of them. 
And sure enough, this person, I'm like, oh, this person's, oh, they have an AP Monag and a Yeti. Oh my God. It was a wallet of all the rugs or all the failed projects. And they were buying my Pix Puppy and my like some other weird cat project I had. And their wallet was just stuffed to the brim with this stuff because you never know what's going to pop or when it does. So yeah, interesting strategy, right? You spend like $12 and like five in gas and who knows, maybe it'll be worth $1,000 one day. It could be, you know, what one thing that we haven't seen a ton of yet, but we will, we've seen some of it where these projects can get bought and they can change hands. If somebody at Yuga Labs is like, you know, I really love those bonsai trees. Let's, let's reach out to them. Let's buy the contract and buy the project for 50 grand. You know, the person will probably take it. And there's things like that that will happen. Um, Some of them will just end up in the graveyard, but there will be like, we saw um, pudgy penguins get bought, you know, uh, there's a couple others. I don't know if anyone else did it super successfully, but, uh, but no, but I mean, like, I think it's a really good point, not just distressed assets, but even like thriving ones with good communities and good tech. You know, I think about one of the ones that I always thought would be an interesting acquisition target is uh, goats, Maison de goats, because, mm-hmm. you know, Des is a brilliant founder. He's a friend of mine. So like, I'm not just saying this to pump his bags. I mean, sure. yeah, the yeah. guy, the guy was the first one to have like this, like burnable deflationary thing where like you buy one goat with one trait set of traits, you buy another goat with other set of traits and you combine them. So it takes out that you minted something, you don't quite like it. Uh, and you can make these combinations. And, you know, I see tech like that. I see how we like innovated and did things like that. And I'm like, man, what if someone just acquired goats for the tech and, Des, because he's like a brilliant kind of guy. And, you know, next thing you know, like if like Yuga was like, you know what? Like, we don't feel like building this back end that you just built. We just want to acquire you. It's like, you know, that would be so cool. And so I think that there's you're right. There's something to that. It's not even just distressed assets, but even, um, you know, if people want the IP, if people like the, right. you know, like you said, the quality or if people just like the community or the the style, like they, they might just go for it. Yeah, they might. And when, you know, even bringing it further into the future, when is Disney going to start buying some of this stuff? There'll mm-hmm. be consolidation, you know what I mean? Like some of these, when is, you know, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't Disney buy the doodles? Not that the doodles necessarily needs it, but like something like that, Disney probably will start to look. If I were Disney, I've said this before, and this is a total like, yeah. again, slight bag pump because I do own a lot of them. If mm-hmm. I were Disney, I would buy like on-chain monkey. Here's why. They have these karma monkeys which were literally done by designers who worked on like ferdinand and like ice age and stuff right so these are amazing like great kid-friendly art my kids my daughter she wears that on-chain monkey sweatshirt all the time so like kids love them right and -hmm. then on top of that um they have danny yang running it which is like this guy is he like this will be so nerdy but on-chain monkey was the first uh, fully on-chain in one transaction PFP, which sounds like a mouthful, but what it means is instead of spending like thousands of ETH to deploy a contract on-chain, they spent like, you know, an ETH or something or whatever it was at the time, like so small because of how he compressed it. It's like you get a tech guy like that who everything runs smooth and knows what he's doing. Uh, Bill Tai, who's the uh, other founder, he was the first investor in Zoom. He's kind of this heavy hitter in crypto. It's just, there's, I always thought, I'm like, man, that would be a cool acquisition target for them because then, and again, Disney likes their own IP. It's not even about the IP. It's like you're getting the talent, you're getting the people, and you're getting someone who's just world class who like, you know, we all think people will be like, I got into NFTs in 2020. I'm an OG. Danny Yang presented NFTs as a solution to land titles to the government of Egypt and the president of Egypt in 2015. 
NFTs wow. in 2015. So it's like people like that, like those are the things I think people don't, and I don't even know if they would want to be acquired. I just always thought that would be cool mm -hmm. because you get cool IP if you want it. Uh, you get a really good team. You get a really good community. You get the tech. It would just, so I think you're, you're right. Like, and these, ha they have these giant war chests to, you know, when is Apple yeah. going to acquire token proof? Like, let's get that going already, right. you know? Right. Or Live Nation, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, no, Apple, all those companies, they, they, I mean, and they're like, you know, Disney will buy IP, obviously, Marvel, Simpsons, like, the, you know, Star Wars, you know, they're not scared to put some money out there for some IP. Um, no, nah, it's really interesting. Let's, uh, let's circle back to the sewer game. The, uh, what is it? Dookie, Dookie Dash. Dookie Dash. Now, I'm excited to play. I'm excited to play. I'm excited to claim, um, who was it? Menace to Society put out a tweet today, a really nice thread about it, about why he thinks there's going to be value. And I asked him because we were talking about what the prices might be. He was suggesting between one and a half and two and a half ETH on the low tier is what he's suggesting. That would be that would make me make some decisions, right? Because I've talked yeah. about having like a friend or some people like, like working, you know, selling that pass to like a friend or letting a friend borrow it. And then we split mm -hmm. or whatever. Man, if it's a couple of ETH for that low end pass, because I, I got the mutant pass I can get. Right. Um, and, and then what's that? One and still, yeah. And what's that high end going to go for then? Did he did he say that? He didn't say. He just said one and a half to two and a half on the low end. And I didn't. Pre that was just a guess. You know what I mean? Um, and obviously it it like sometimes the move is if you want to like get it right away and sell it right away, because like those first sales are always a little high. I mean, other deed, if you remember, that was like seven, eight, nine ETH. Yeah, eighty. I remember. Yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah, you nailed the. Pr it's so funny too because, like, and I, I know we. This is something we had talked about, but like, this is one of the first ones. So, other deed. My prediction yeah. was seven to ten e. Boom, right in that sweet spot. When Moonbirds, my prediction was you're going to have to have twelve e handy within twenty four hours. Boom, twelve yeah. e. I was wrong on captains. I thought captains for meme land were going to be like ten to twelve e, and they based mm -hmm. on the pr because the thing was you needed three potatoes to get a captain. Potatoes were over three e. 10 ETH. I was just Makes trying to sense, do like yeah, napkin math yeah. wrong. It's about five ETH, right? So, so that didn't quite work out, but, um, but yeah, no, it's, I think the sewer pass, I have no feel none, but, um, I know I do think it's cool though. I mean, I think to your point, like the fact that there is this, this is what's cool about Yuga. Everything is new and innovative always. And then people copy them. Right. I mean, yep. interactive mint tradable sewer pass, you know, couple of weeks to work on it. Uh, some sort of secondary NFT that allows you like, so it's like, once you're done with this, if you, you know, if for people who don't know, once you're done with this dookie dash, you get a score. Your score is then given a multiplier based on which sewer pass you had. So if you have a board ape and a dog, it's the highest level tier of membership. Well, then you're getting the biggest boost. Those scores are going to correlate to some other NFT, which will continue this whole storyline this year. It's almost like they have these stops along the way where you're going to have the option to buy or trade or keep or sell. Um, and I just think that's cool. And the other thing that's really cool, and, and to me, it's like this ape sync, like I complain that no fungible token has ever been successful, right? It's like outside of like, um, you know, ApeCoin in the NFT ecosystem, right? It's the only right. one that has had like right. any sort of sustained success. But even ApeCoin doesn't have enough syncs. Man, two Ape. So let's say ApeCoin is like five bucks right now. So you're paying 10 bucks for that 10 minute booster, dollar a minute. And people are going to spend thousands on that thing it's like that is a brilliant eight coin sink and yeah. look who would be surprised if they they just hired you know 
the uh, a VP from Activision to be their CEO, who'd be surprised if these games don't make their way into other side in some way? Like there's a video game in uh the you know uh in the clubhouse in other side, and you know you can um you know you can play Dookie Dash or you can play the Apes vs Mutants game, which my son asks me about like every day because we played that mm-hmm. together. It's like I don't know, so so it's cool. So I think. I love what Yuga's doing here. I don't mind waiting yeah. the extra day. I don't mind if they took no. delayed a week. Get it right, you know? That's the truth. Yeah, you, the worst thing would be if they had some kind of exploit or there was something bad that happened. Yeah, you, you got to get it right. And it's something new. Like you said, it's new technology. No one's done it before. So they got their team working on it. They're going to get it right. 100%. I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm stoked. It's, yeah. it's another fun thing to play through and uh, do a little differently. It's going to be fun to play. So... What you just said is actually a good point. So I'm like, somehow I'm dreaming that I'm going to end up with that key and I'm going to have some good run that like gets me through the whole thing. But I'm only going to get a tier two because I don't have my dog. So um, if it's the multiplier, there's probably no way you you probably have to have tier one. I mean, who knows? Not that I'm like some great gamer that I'm going to get it. For some reason, I'm just dreaming that but, I'm going to. But here's how Yuga works, though. Who knows? Like, yeah. what do you yeah. maybe, maybe. Within the tier of key you get, or whatever this next right. NFT is, there will be other rares. Too. It's a yeah, random exactly. mint. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like that's yeah. the thing about you guys. I've had this conversation. It's like when the mutant serums are dropping. I remember saying to my wife, and I got just an M1 or whatever, but I remember saying yeah. to my wife, I was like, every time you could does a mint, other side, you know, if you get like got the mega codas or whatever, I'm like, every time you do a mint, there's a chance you'll become a millionaire from that. And I like, know. it I just know. so who knows? Maybe they'll have rarity tiers within those tiers, yeah. and maybe you'll still have that shot. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. <laughs> so, so we'll see. That's exciting. We'll see that's going to happen tomorrow. I was actually, when we were talking about this earlier today, I said that there's a, there was a chance that we were actually going to be claiming them during the show here. That would have been kind of cool, but it didn't fun. end up happening. Yeah. I actually bought a cool cat live on this show at one point. I need to get it. I've been, I, I need to get in the cats. I, uh, yeah. that's the one that's the most interesting to me from like, uh, they're like adorable. Actually, my, my daughter's friend, uh they you know were texting and she she made this comment where she was like oh my friend showed me an nft and i was like she's like it kind of looked like a doodle but not quite and it was like a cat and it was blue i was like she found a cool cat and i was like yeah and she's like do we have one i'm like that's one of the only ones we don't have sweetheart so maybe we will Uh, say that's hilarious that one's actually that one's actually with the price where it is is kind of ripe to be bought up somebody could end up buying that one i sold mine as a tax loss harvest believe it or not because I paid a lot for it. I paid nine ETH, which was twenty five thousand at the time. Oh wow! And it went up. It went up to fifteen. And this is I I, I uh, bust Jenny's chops about it, but she uh, she kind of uh, it went up to fifteen. I was going to sell it, and then she like shamed me not to. She's like, then we all won't have one because Andy has one and she has one, so I didn't sell it. And then, but I got a nice. My accountant's going to like that one. It was like yeah. a tw- twenty two thousand dollar loss. Yo, I sold off like a, a whole bunch of stuff at one point and I was just looking at it and I'm like, yeah, I like it's funny, though, because when you're looking at like your Coinly account or whatever, like system you use, like to like look right. at that, there is something oddly satisfying. It's the only place where I like seeing the money go down sometimes occasionally is like mm-hmm. where you're looking at your capital gains. Yeah, like, that's going to be a yeah. kick in the teeth, you know? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, let's get into Moonbirds a little bit. Well, we talked about it last time. I'd love to hear your perspective on it. You know, I, I look at it a lot. I mean, it's one that has a chance to be that other blue chip to um, to Yuga, that that ecosystem, what they're doing. I actually saw Riggs, our buddy Riggs, got a Grail Pass 3 today. 
Um, and one of the things we said last time was the reason that I the reason that I look at it that way is bet the jockey. You know, like Kevin Rose really seems like somebody that's going to do something. The same same with Gary V. Like that's one that I have all these V friend twos. I have my V friend ones, obviously. Um, but talk about what you think about Moonbirds, the conference, and things like that. Why is that one so? Why do you like that so much? Yeah, I mean, I I like that. I'm similar to you. I bet on the jockey, right? Not the horse. And yeah. I think Kevin's great. Justin's great. Love Stevie on that team. Harry, who does a lot, who does her tech, she's phenomenal. Um, and I just think it's a really well built team. And I mean, here's the thing: is like I, I think that one, they're one of the uh, companies with funding. Which number one, like that's the other thing you can bet on, right? It's like you know they're going to get a chance to try and execute what they want to execute, right? They stand for art and tech. They're building high rise. They're doing proof of conference. They have a variety of things. And like what I try to explain to people, the other thing I like about them is. You know, there's so many NFT collections where you can buy a $6,000 asset and you have the exact same asset as a two exact same access as a $200 asset. So why own the $6,000 one, right? Like that is a bug to me. And that's not a feature. That's not good. I've heard people say, oh, it's good. It's entry point. I'm like, right. But then why own the nice one? What they've done with proof is look, you have proof. It's top tier access pass. You get the research papers from NFT statistics. You're going to get your grail drops and you get free tickets to proof of conference. By the way, you also got two Moonbirds. If you have the Moonbird, they're building a lore around it. It's your second tier access pass. You get a discount on the proof of conference ticket. Um, you know, they have the Dow that's going to help with Moonbirds. They put a lot of money and some Moonbirds into. They signed with United Talent Agency to try to bring that forward. You have nesting rewards, right? So they're working on that. And then you have oddities, which they listened to the community. The community was bummed, which, oh, no, by the way, and Moonbirds got an oddity, which in theory, if you sold right away, paid for your whole Moonbird. Um, right. With oddities, then it's like, People are like, we don't just want this art, even though it's cool art from Grand Plan, and I love it. I have a couple. Um, that's your third tier access pass. You can still get tickets to Proof of Conference. Um, you know, people were upset. Again, they were just, oh, it's just art. So they, now they have this whole Mythics thing, which is going to take two to three years to roll out without costing extra money with while well, being deflationary to oddities. So I just think they're a really thoughtful team. They're trying to be intentional about what they're doing. And I think people sometimes hold them to an unfairly high standard when you consider... Like I'm, I love Yuga. Obviously, I'm a big time Yuga Maxi, right? But like, Yuga kind of botched the mutant drop. They botched the other side drop. Ape Fest, you only got one night, and they told you two weeks beforehand when international people had made trips to the most expensive city in the United States in New York. So it's yeah. like Yuga's not perfect, but people give them a pass. I, I kind of tend to give everybody a little grace because this is the first time in human history we're building companies in public. Like you didn't just have to build startups in public. And yes, they get the fundraising round. I get that, but. I also know starting a company is very hard. So I tend to give them a little more grace on that. And I'm excited to see, you know, Kevin Rose has said, this will be the year of the Moonbird. We held some stuff back during the bear market because we thought it was not the right time to strike. We like the market conditions That's now. That's probably smart. We're going to be aggressive, you know? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people put stuff out and it was such poor timing with the, you know, even Friends 2 came out, it was poor timing, you know? It, it should have it done better. It's going to end up doing better, but... Every, a lot of things that came out in the last six months were not the right timing. Pretty interesting. That's gets good. Uh, good perspective on the Moonbirds, and you're going to be going to their conference. It's right after, and it's right after VCon, right? Yeah, I think it's. I, I don't remember the exact order, but within a month of each other, it's going to be an exhausting okay. month. It's like yeah, NFT NYC, and then it's either VCon or Proof of Conference in back to back weekends. One of the two in May, so that's going to be LA than Indianapolis, and uh, but it's you know. 
these are, I mean, to me, VCon was the best conference that I ever went to. The networking was great. The setup was yeah. great. Gary did an amazing job. And so, you know, I'm really looking forward to proof of conference, which I think, you know, they've done conferences before. They've been to a lot of conferences. It's There's one speaker track, as I understand it. So it's going to be like high quality speakers. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. Again, art, tech, celebration there. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, again, like people don't understand and proof. People get mad when I say this. Community can be utility. And in the proof community, it is utility. The community yeah. absolutely is utility. The people in that are building stuff. They're good quality people that I've, I've I've met in that one. Not saying any community isn't good quality people, but these are builders who are here for the long haul. So I, I love the type of people that I've met in proof. They're, they're a bunch of art tech nerds, and I just fit right yeah. in there. Yeah, that's what's up. No, it does. Did you know that uh, Jenny and I got to interview Gary during uh, VCon? I didn't know. I, so I missed that you guys interviewed Gary during VCon. I remember yeah. she was a she was a moderator on stage. She was and a I was model like, a few. Yeah, she she did an awesome job. You they got invited a main her out. Gig. Yeah, I know. Flew her out first class. Like really Whoa. cool. Really cool. I know. I know. Fancy but, Jenny. Uh, yeah, but so I have a uh, FaceTime frog, and during my FaceTime interview with him, I asked him if he would come on the podcast. And he said, are you coming to VCon? I said, yep. He said, I'll give you five minutes on the floor of VCon. We ended up in his suite, like under the stands. It was really cool. He was, and it was actually, I felt almost a little bad because he was like on the other side doing the autograph thing, like where everyone's waiting in line. He had to run over to us and we did a really cool interview. He's he's amazing. I'm a, I'm a big Gary guy. I learned about NFTs because of Gary. He's people great. Listen to this podcast. No, yeah, for sure. A lot of people did. So that's yeah. I, that's that's the thing that I think Gary gets the least credit for that he deserves. And I'm surprised he doesn't because Gary's not afraid to tell you when he does something right. good. Onboarding. Yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't talk about that because they went through endless efforts. There was one time at one time in like June of 2021, someone did like ran some data. Maybe it was Zeneca even at the time. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but they did holder wallet crossover and like. Everybody who owned Bored Apes, owned Gutter Cats, owned Bonsai's, owned Alien Boys. And then Friends. there was this really high, unique ownership, which wasn't everybody else because Gary got them in. And a lot of people who got in, they got into, you know, NFTs. Then they bought yeah. maybe a Bored Ape. And then, yeah. so he did some great, I owned I owned a Friend before I owned a Bored Ape. He did a great job. Same with me. Yeah, no, Friends was my first ETH NFTs because I was doing VV and Top Shot. And Gary said, get a bunch of ETH. Cause I'm dropping. So I was like, all right. And that was when I first got bought ETH. And, uh, and when I sold my, I sold my first V friend for like five or six ETH. And that's how I bought my board ape and bought a bunch of other stuff. That was exactly how I got into, into that side of it. I give him respect forever for that. I know people have mixed opinions, some people, this and that, but, um, I'm always, I'm always a big fan. Like I, it changed my life. He put out one TikTok in early February, 2021. And from that moment, like I've been 100% Web3. He's, he's yeah, I, I am a, I'm a Gary fan. I know, again, like you said, people have mixed feelings about him. Not only that, I mean, I go back. For, I So I've been following Gary. I, I've, I've, I haven't told this story a ton. So I've been following mm-hmm. Gary since the Wine Library TV days. And wow. I worked at a PR firm when he was doing all that stuff. And I remember seeing him on like a college humor, something or other, and thinking like, this guy's really energetic. He's interesting. Yeah. And I went to the PR firm people I worked at. And I was like, hey. I found this guy. He's got a handful of a smattering of following. He's like starting to pick up a little bit of steam and they had heard of him. And I was like, he's Gary Vaynerchuk. And they were like the wine guy pass flash in the pan. Don't need him. And I was like, and he was doing stuff for like free at that time. Cause I was like, maybe our clients can work with him. We had 
different like you know consumer packaged goods clients it would have made some sense yeah. um but i was yeah so i've been a fan for years and frankly like i'll just be honest like he's somebody who uh, you know i believe in that thing the five people you surround yourself with affect you and or whatever and but it doesn't even have to be people you know it can be digital right and gary was a digital person i surrounded myself with at a time when my career did very well in like the you know my previous life and i really think he played a big part in listening to his message and what he said following his instructions and his steps paying attention to what he was doing and then I correlated that to my life and, you know, started watching other people that he would have on his podcast. And suddenly the people I was surrounding myself were my friends who maybe were more complacent, who I love. They're, they're my friends, yeah, but like, sure. It was these digital people who were successful. And I think it, it had a major effect on me in my life. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I came across him a few years before that. Cause I was like just messing with baseball cards, having fun, you know, mostly buying Philadelphia stuff, lost all kinds of money on cards, but, uh, he was also he's also into sports cards, collectibles, all kinds of stuff. He's, it seems like he's into everything. But I just realized how smart he was. And I'm lucky that I found him doing that because the moment he talked about NFTs, it all clicked. If it was just a random person that came across my TikTok talking about them, I might I might have skipped. I remember uh, getting Facebook ads for like for Top Shot and it's saying digital cards like go come by. And I'm like, why would I buy a digital card? You know, I remember thinking that. Until he said it, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I should be buying digital cards." Yeah, right. It's like it's like the source matters, and uh, yeah, you know. Similarly, like yeah, like I had heard about. My God, where did I first hear about Top Shot? I heard a couple podcasts, sports podcasts, mention it, and then mm -hmm. my friend Ben, my friend Ben Axelrod, who's a reporter um, at uh, one of the local stations in Cleveland, was like, "Yeah, talking about Top Shot." I'm like, "Oh, Ben's getting it. Like he's credible." And then. Went right. on the shot, like went in, applied, got accepted to Top Shot because that was when they were letting everybody in the platform. And then, uh, right. yeah, um, uh, just uh, got that uh, cool cast drop. And like you said, I mean, that's when, like, I know we, that's the addictive moment. It's like you buy like a $25 pack or whatever, or whatever yeah. cool cast was, and then you sell like a $200 car. Right. You're like, exactly. wow, this is easy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it was obviously unsustainable, but that was, that was definitely an eye opener. And it was wild. I mean, those were wild times in 2021. Wild times. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. So that was 2021. We're now in 2023. What are you looking for? Projects come across your desk every day. People are looking to sponsor you guys. Um, what is What does Steve look for when you want to invest in a project? Yeah, Short term, I long term, whatever it is. For me, like I tend to be a longer term investor. I'm not, I don't have time at the moment like early on i was i was flipping a lot more because i was working right. a full-time job at nestle and i was like all right this is easy like i can this is a side little hustle thing now it's like i tend to buy the first thing i look at is who the founder and the team is like obviously like i mean you nailed it you know, bet on the jockey not the horse and that's exactly where it's at right who is running it and do i believe in them listen to them they don't even have to be I generally like stocks founders. If not, I want to be pseudonymous and have some sort of history to go on, right? Like board Elon as an example, right? It's like if he, you know, when he dropped board box, I'm like, okay, I can, I can get on board with this. Mm -hmm. Um, So founder team, right? Um, and, and you look at all the ones that I hold, whether it's doodles, whatever it may be, know who the founder of the team are. Um, Utility is next because uh, look, I mean, if the person I, who's running the project is really good, and they tell me what they're going to do. I believe they're going to do it if I believe in the founder and the team. And besides that, I want it to be a really, really good uh, utility that I'm going to enjoy because, look, I, like I own a doodle, okay? And it's like, if, if I own a doodle 
And we don't know where this thing's going. It's all speculative. Maybe it goes way up, maybe it goes down. I want to have fun along the way. I want to play some doodle pot. I want to go yeah. to some, I want to go to the chain smokers concert. They're doing all those different things, right? So uh team and uh team and uh founder, utility. Third thing, if it's existing is community. I opt out of communities I don't vibe with. I go into communities I do vibe with. I mentioned proof earlier. Nerds who like art. Sounds like me. I'm in, right? <laughs> Board Apes. I have a lot of friends in there like you and other people that I've met through there, right? So Board Apes is a great one. Um, you know, and there's other communities I've opted out of. Doodles I mentioned, like some of those big ones. Um, uh, you know, Onchain Monkey Goats, like some of these other ones I really, really enjoy, right? So so I think like the people, if I like them in there, great. Um, community. And then art, unless I'm buying art for art's sake, it's like the token is what really matters, right? The token is the access pass. So I want to vibe with the art. Like if I'm buying art blocks. So my first NFT, ETH NFT was actually an art box. It's the first one I minted. Um, that was awesome, right? And I liked the art. I bought it. There were other art blocks that probably were worth more on the time at the site, but I, I really liked it. So to me, that's sort of the order of operations. It's mostly like founder, are they going to do something cool? And then if there's a community, I can check it out. And then art obviously plays a factor. And if I'm shopping, I want to vibe with it. So I look for good art because I am I tend yeah. to hold. Um, so sometimes I'll pay a little bit above floor. To f- I've been looking at Sappy Seals recently. None of the floor ones have been vibing with me and my kids. So I haven't bought yet. Once a floor yeah. one or one relatively close comes out that I vibe with or my kids vibe with, we'll, we'll pull the trigger. So those are sort of the ways I look at it is like those sort of pieces of the puzzle together. Where's that floor at right now? I that's one that has a really good chance in the future to to blow up to that four or five. Let me see where they one, right down now? back down to one point one seven. It was up to almost two ETH at one. Yeah, one point one seven is a pretty good deal on that. Yeah, I'm trying to find one. My my kids like the ones with the cute eyes, which I don't see any around the floor. Uh, the <laughs> one at like one point four two that you'll see there has a cute or the one there's one with an eye patch near the floor with the cute eyes and like a cowboy hat, but it's like you know I don't know. So I, yeah, I'm po- yeah, I'm poking no around. Doubt. You're right because yeah. like Wob is really great and Camel's really great. Camel is underrated, really really smart, and a lot of people don't know that um, because they see the memes. And yeah. Wob is another one who I just think is like you know really smart, engaged founders. You know everybody tried to copy Board Ape Yacht Club with the secrecy surprise tweet stuff. Turns out. That's the exception, not the rule. And founders like Luca Nets and Pudgy Penguins and, you know, Wob from, from Sappy Seals and Frank and, and Kevin from D-Gods, those are the ones that are seeing success in their projects. Communicative, out front and center. It's the exception when a, when a project totally. is like super secretive. Yeah. And even Board Apes now, they have, they have a podcast. Those guys, you know, the founders of Board Ape run a podcast. So it's not like they're like completely secretive, you know, they're, they're doing their thing, but now I have I've had my eye on a sappy seals for a while. That's actually a good price. It's down fourteen percent in the last. What is that? Let's see. What was like I said? It was like it was around one when I was. Uh, uh, it's down. It's down fourteen percent in twenty four hours. I remember I looked at it on December thirtieth because I was in an airport and I wasn't about to like connect to the airport Wi Fi and buy something with my MetaMask. Right. Yeah, of course. And um, yeah, yeah. I was in the airport and it was like right around one ETH then, and then it just shot up to like almost two ETH, and I think it's just the past probably week or so that it's dropped right back down to like a one, you know, this one point one seven floor. Or so. It'll be interesting to see if it sustains. Like, there's one with like barriers here on the floor that I don't know that I really. This is a relatively rare trait. Um, yeah, I mean, there's one at 1.18 with those little bear ears, and it goes up to 1.8 after that with that trade. So who knows? Maybe I'll degen into something after after we record. We'll see if it's still there. 
It's wild. There's been some big movement in the last week. Milady's up is doubled up in the last week from 0.9 to 1.8. That's pretty wild. Yeah, Milady's is one of those ones that uh um that one of the ones that kind of I don't know. Not not a huge vibe there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't feel I don't feel the vibe either. I don't know why. Like, and where did that there was an article on I think it was Coin Telegraph that did like the top the top 50 uh crypto influence like influencers or the top whatever it is and Milady was one of them we went over that list on here of all the nft based ones and it was really weird it was like the only project that was on there was Milady. i don't really know too much about it but yeah the, the vibe isn't quite there for me either in the last week the apes are down 16 percent mutants are down 17 percent and kennels down 31 percent kennel was up to like 12 it's down to like seven seven and a half now I that one surprised me because I was thinking like it was going to go up until the claim. So I thought like right, right around the claim time, that's when we were going to see like kind of a spike upward of people saying, I can buy this kennel club. I can buy this, you know, board eight, this mutant, whatever, claim the passes. Maybe they go high, maybe they don't, but then I can always resell the passes and sell these other ones down right. the line. But right. Yeah. It, it started to fall. God, like two days ago, because I've been watching the mutant floor a little bit. Because I've been debating: Do I need my mutant? Do I want to sell my mutant? I, you know, I've I love been my saying mutant. that. For, I've been saying that forever. When it got up to twenty, I was about to like. I know. I've been saying forever that move that one. We're exactly the same. I've been saying that the same yeah. thing, and like it got up to twenty, like maybe. But that floor, fiat wise, based on how ETH has moved, is held right around like twenty three to twenty five k for a while. Right. It's like, and I kept saying to my friend, I'm like, if it goes over thirty k, I'm selling. My, I probably won't. It's my matching mutant. I probably won't, I know, but I, uh, I I'm going to keep talking as if I'm going to keep talking a big tough game as if I will. Right. Right. I'm, I've been, I've been itching to sell that thing for a long time, but I never have. Yeah. I'm an M one also. I actually, it took me a long time to even, uh, drink my, my serum. Oh, I'm impatient. I drink it. You that drink it night, right yeah, the yeah. second I could, I did it. Nice. I think live on a Twitter space or something. And then like, I remember showing my son and he was like, it looks like a melted cake face thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I know it's, they yeah. were kind of, they were kind of, they've grown on and some of them are actually really cool, but some of them are kind of ugly, but they've grown, they've grown on me. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's funny. Like I have, I think part of what's grown on me with the mutants is not just the aesthetic, but I love that there's this like energetic community of like, you know, meme posting, yeah, funny. Yeah. Like I, I was joking around the other day, like a bunch of like young, I know this is generic, but like a bunch of young guy powerlifting guys with unironic mullets who like look like right. you know handsome little and you're it's talking like, about like, thread guy you talking about thread guy right now oh, I, i'll say it to his i say it to his face <laughs> yeah, i know, I I know of, course, thread of guy, course nfts are nice i love those guys yeah, you know like but yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like you know bark meta it's like all those guys right. it's like right. this young crop and the totally. energy around it like made me almost like the mutant aesthetic more because i'm like i like these guys like I've, and i've been yeah. a thread guy guy for the record i was sent I, you go back thread guy is a hard worker he was a reply guy. Thousand percent. He was big. Thousand and like, percent. I, I go back to that guy. I've been supporting that guy since like, you know, a couple thousand followers. I'm like, this guy's special. And like, that's awesome. You know, good for him. I, I'm I'm stoked yeah. for him. Yeah. We've had him on here also. That was a really good episode. Good. Yeah, dude. He's great. Great yeah. guy. Ran into him at uh, Art Basel also for the first time. Oh, I missed him. I saw him at NFT NYC. Um, okay. and he was just, uh, again, really good dude. Big fan. Yeah. Of genuine guy. He was, he was really nice. Yeah. I was with Jenny when we ran into him and he was just, he was really nice. And, He's, he's a good dude for sure. 
Yeah, he seems very um what I like about him is there's enough people. I like when you see some of these people who are up and coming because when I was like in my early 20s, I was, you know, kind of an idiot. Like I wasn't like at all like these and these guys and like you guy guy like third guy, he's like he's smart, he's humble, he gets it, he's like yeah. genuinely hardworking and excited. I'm like, man, I couldn't have handled it in my 20s. I would have like cracked I know, or been he's a jerk, young. you he, know. I think he's young. Isn't he like 20 or 21 or something? He's young. Early 20s, yeah. yeah. It's it's like yeah, but yeah, yeah. and I I love that. Like because I wish yeah, I had done that when I was younger and I'm like I'm rooting for you not to have to do the same grind I did. Like go right. get it, young man. You know, it excites right. me. Thousand percent. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, let's switch over to something that's not so good news in the space. You know, we talk a lot about scams. Don't click links. Don't sign anything that you're not sure about. Uh, we had a really bad one in the space. NFT God last week clicked on a Google ad for a streaming service that he was going to stream himself playing video games, and that one click gave somebody access to his computer, which took over everything. He says he lost everything, all of his NFTs, all of his crypto assets. They took control of his Substack, which he said is, you know, the, that was the most important thing to him, his community that he's built up. And just all of that, I mean, it, that absolute nightmare, horrible to read about it. And just, you know, people need to be very aware of that because it's it's one of the worst things that could happen in the space. Yeah, it was like a punch to the gut. I felt terrible for him. Yeah. And there's just this, I think it's a circumstance where like, you can never be too careful. Because by the way, I could have had, I mean, there's so many times when I, like people try to be like, oh, you need to be more careful. Look, I am very paranoid and careful. Like to the point where you could drops an announcement and I check before, like, I'm like, guys, do we know if this is legit? I'm waiting for someone to figure it out because nothing I do is worth losing on my assets. But like, I could tell you two times this could have been me. One, I was Googling because I didn't initially have um, Uniswap uh, bookmarked. And mm -hmm. I, I clicked on the top ad, not realizing it was ad. It was late. I wasn't paying attention mm. how a lot of these stories start. And thankfully, this was like early 2021 or mid 2021. So like they weren't the hacks weren't as sophisticated. And it said to use Uniswap, enter your seed phrase. I'm like, this is fake. So like I left it and found the right one. But like that had just been a wall connect. Maybe I would have gotten drained, right? And then maybe I never would be in NFTs. There was another one. And this one was really smart. One of those fake DMs that looked very real. Again, wasn't paying super close attention in Discord, like way back, like shortly after the VFriends yeah. mint. And yeah. someone said, Gary's live giving away a VFriend right now. And at the time, Gary was giving away a ton of VFriends. So I'm like, oh man, he's live. And you have to act quick on that stuff. Those, oh, that's the thing, right? You got to be quick on a lot of these. Yeah and, yeah. and so now Gary's done this smart thing where he's like filming videos in the discord or whatever. So he's, he's always yeah. staying one step ahead, but it was like, someone sent me a DM. I click on the DM again, dumb, never click on a DM link. First problem right there, but didn't realize it was a DM. I thought it was an announcement. I wasn't paying attention. Again, I was new and mm -hmm. it takes me to a website that's live that says it's got, and it's really is live because they were streaming live to tape an interview with Gary V and like, I think Tom Ludo or something. And then it said at the bottom of it, click the link to claim your V friend. I'm like, okay, that's fake. But everything, the channel looked official, the wow. live stream looked official. It's like the hacks are sophisticated. So number one, everybody who's like dancing on NFT God's great. Like this thing could have happened to anyone. Number one, number two, feel terrible. The biggest thing I've, I've heard from people. And so like for when this happens, I'm not a security expert, but I try to talk to people who are um, the security experts. Tell me a couple of tips. They say one, Obviously, always have a hot wallet and a cold wallet at the very least. Probably a hot wallet, a warm wallet, and a cold wallet. Right. Number two, 
and I haven't done this yet, and I've always said people should, and I'm going to do this, is make different Google Chrome profiles for every wallet you have, because then you sort of almost have the, you know, contagion um, sort of contained, uh, number two. And another tip that I've, I would just tell people is, you know, besides obviously check links, check with your friends, I always check with people first, is use an authenticator app. You know, a Google mm-hmm. authenticator, a Microsoft authenticator, whatever authenticator app you can, um, because then it makes it a little, you know, easier. And of course, the biggest one, hardware wallet. He had set up his hardware wallet wrong. It was an easy error to make, but he made that. It's like with a hardware wallet, at the very least, unless you sign a transaction with your hardware wallet and approve and it's bad, people can't rob you unless you're they're in the same place as you. So it's like those are the little tips that people have been telling me and I've been trying to follow. And look, hardware wallet, it's like that that is like the best still as as simple as it seems. That is still the single best thing that every security expert tells me is have a hardware wallet, don't sign anything with it, and be more careful. And you know that's that's kind of all you can do. But I felt terrible for him. It can happen to anybody, and you know anybody who says otherwise is like they're they're being a little that it's almost hubris to say like oh it wouldn't happen to me type thing. You know? Yeah. Now if you're gonna make fun of somebody and be like you deserve it, even like people, you're a piece of crap if you're gonna get on somebody like that. He made it. I mean, that wasn't even like a Web3 thing he was trying to do. You know what I mean? So like his computer got taken over. It's a, it's, a, it's scary and it gets it gets more sophisticated over time because there's so much money. Like that's a real dirge on the space. And like what's going to happen to Bored Apes in 10 years when 20% of them are stolen? Yeah. That's kind of a. It's a weird you thought. Know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I imagine that like when they get stolen, like people just put them back on the market most people just take they do they get they, they sell immediately the right and that's right yeah you know, some people get them back but you, you have to buy them back for whatever the person dumped it at a yeah. lot of times well and like most yeah. people like the most situations i've seen like that is like it gets dumped on the market and then the person who bought it's like look not my fault i'll sell it back to you for the price i bought it so they're trying to be as right. helpful as possible but yeah it's like, no, right it's not their fault they're not they can't take a big loss on it that's not right. they're not gonna either. be like oh let me give you this you know hundred and ten thousand dollar asset because totally you you know got which again whether it's your fault or not like that part stinks so it's just i don't know it's it's, it's one of those things about the space with self-custody that just comes with the territory and i'm grateful it hasn't happened to me i've yeah. been close Same. you know so it's just yeah. you gotta you gotta realize like people who say that it couldn't happen and again it's just like they're I think with them it's like they've probably been close or they you know maybe I don't know it's just it, it's it, it's it's hubris it's just pay attention to what you do and do the best you can but you just never know totally man and there's gonna be there's gonna be new ones coming too there's gonna be you know new uh, new scams coming all the time so you gotta be careful with everything you do and. Pretty wild. I guess those should be insurance. That's probably a good business. You, you insure know, your board A from getting hacked and stuff. It's one of those low frequency, high severity things, right? So it's like the problem with the insurance thing is that okay. Because you work for Progressive, right? So you probably know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going in all into the chart. Right. The so let's hear. The, what do you, so yeah. here's the problem with insurance and NFTs. I've heard people who have thought about this. In fact, somebody uh, I met on like sent me a LinkedIn message and I did a like a like a consulting call with them on this sort of thing. Here's my problem with this is that provability of a stolen asset in this world where there's all these look, it's very hard. I know there's really good wall detectives, but if you're going to run an insurance like program and insure these things, mm. you're really going to need to have like OX quit or whoever it is like on your staff 
somebody who can really dig into the contracts and just say, I know what happened, you know, hire, hire CoffeeZilla's team, right? It's, you have to really dig in because that sort of fraud on that sort of item, it's like, if you have, you know, insure your board apes for a million right. and then dollars. I, and yeah, then, yeah, I let one of I my friends it take stolen. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, it's and it's and honestly, it's easy to do in the cleanest way possible because think about it. It's like if your friend sets up a scam site and lets you connect to it and yeah. lose your asset, yeah. and then they go through this series of wallet sends out. And I know Tornado Cash is not really a thing anymore, but you know, like there are ways to sort of like try to move that money, even though it's hard to commit fraud on the blockchain because it's all trackable. It's like it's just a mess. And then there's time and man hours spent on it, you know, trying to dig in there. So. I just don't know if it, it, how feasible an insurance platform is going to be and what stipulations you need to have on it. Right. I hear that for sure. Um, that's, that's actually really good points. So scams, everybody, please be careful. Listen back to our security episodes. If you like to plum Ferno was really, do you know her? I do not. Yeah. She's, she's really smart. She's part of that. I forget what the team is called. The, uh, they have a discord, but uh, she's friends with Zach and like, um, but she, she was incredible. She came on here and just really knowledgeable, always chasing down scammers um, and trying I, I, to keep people safe. Oh, let me see. I don't follow her, but I see, I see like her, her profile. I'm going to follow her right now. Um, you know, there's a, there's a discord with, um, uh, yeah, there, there, oh, I see. Yep. There's a discord. I think like my buddy blockchain ninjas in there. Cause he's always working on stuff like that. Like I know mm-hmm. exactly what discord you're talking about where it's like, they... yeah, I'm trying to remember what it's cause it's all like, yeah, it's hard to even get invited in there. They like vet you to come in. She was talking all about it, but we had a really, we had a really good chat with her. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll move on from that. Uh, one of the other things we talked about was the six, five, two, nine meme cards. Both of us are kind of on the outside. That was one. The bet the jockey, you know, a lot of the things like the, the Zeneca one he did, like you mentioned him, like a lot of a lot of these. The bet the the ones who are the the that people know they're the influencers, the creators, those are the ones that do really well. When he first dropped this project, I knew I should have been getting into it for whatever reason. I slept, and I'm probably just going to keep sleeping on it, but. That one, yeah, the salty that one's sleep. looking really good. I know the salty sleep, the yeah. salty sleep that we're both doing uh, right now because we didn't yeah. get it, we didn't get airdropped it, and we're like, all right, we're out. And it's like, really, what we should be doing is like just making up for our mistakes there. But I think we're both just like fe- not feeding it per se, but kind of you know, it's it's yeah. I don't know, not the uh, yeah. and that actually blew up uh, recently to almost half an ETH on the floor on the lowest one. It came back down a little bit, like point three three, but. That's a really strong project. I mean, he's he's really impressive. All the threads he does, and we were saying, I wonder if I wonder if we'll ever find out. I guess one day we'll find out who he is. I hope so. I like I yeah. like those sort of things. I like learning. It's like yeah. when I learned uh, who Sam NFT Statistics was, who worked for Proof yeah. when he introduced himself. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And apparently, a lot of people knew him. Like Nine Gag uh, uh, CEO Ray Chen, who like does Meme Land, was yeah. like. He knew him from back in the day, I guess. And like, oh, I, I wow. like, like way back, like, you know, so I don't know. So I love learning who people are and, you yeah. know, it's just, it, it's fun. I love having a doc's face. I don't know. I always have. No doubt. Yeah. He's uh and I said, I think he's in Europe because his GMs come out in the middle of the night in the U S. So that's my, uh, I love that. That's, sleuthing. A, that's such yeah. good sleuthing. We'll see. I've actually messaged with him and he messages back. If you message him on Twitter, DM him, 
he'll DM back with you. I was talking about the open metaverse and trying to get one of the projects I was working with uh, up in there. Like, does a lot of really cool stuff, but seems like a nice guy. That's always nice because I'm so bad at DMs. Like, I feel yeah. like they just get buried. So, like, if he's responding, I, I have no excuse. I know, I know, I know. I, I am too. I actually have one I know that I need from one of our listeners I have to respond to. Um, that that's a few days old. I try and do my best. The ones, the ones in the the you ever get the ones like in the what do they call it? The uh other messages with the people you're not following when they message you. Yeah, it's message requests. And those are some weird ones up in there. Yeah, things get <laughs> things get weird and messy in the DMs. So I'm just yeah. not I'm not and you never know. It. It's it's hard to it's hard to respond to somebody like that because even if it sounds good, it still could be a scam because like you have to almost assume everything's a scam unless you know the person. That's what I've turned into. I've become so paranoid and so yeah. careful that yeah. like, yeah, like when you get released their, um, their new news site. So their new news site they have, they, and this is extremely poor wording on them, but the way that they did it was like, you could type in like a sentence, for example. So when you go to their news site, it says at the top, like, you know, I went to the Ohio state 2001 national championship game or something. Right. Mm -hmm. Or like I went to school at Penn state or whatever, something that maybe someone wouldn't think to type. So you would, so that way, if you click a link and that's not scrolling across the top, you know, it's a fake site. But when that's scrolling across the top, you know, it's a real site, but they were like, you're going to put in a secret phrase here. And I'm like, did you really just use the term secret phrase in NFTs and tell me to type something in? I'm like, this is a scam. This is a, of course, turns out like, yes, it's Yuga's site, poor wording. But like, right. even with that, it was from Yuga's official account yeah. and everything. I'm like, this seems like a hack. I'm not touching this until somebody confirms. And I had to wait for people to like really confirm it with me. Totally, totally. Tonight, uh, V Friends released a new website and Gary V put out a video. Hey, go to our website, go register your V Friend. And I'm like, really? Go register my V Friend? I got to connect. That's my hard wallet. Yeah, I'm like, you know, my uh, cold wallet. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's my hardware wallet. I'm like, and then yeah. I, I wait, I wait, I, I'll wait days on that stuff. Like I said, I will miss something that will cost me. I don't care if it costs me thousands of dollars. I am not. I, I am know. not. I'm never the first. Right to, I'm never the first to anything. The airdrops like those token airdrops and every I'm I always like even the sewer thing. I'm not going to jump on the sewer claim the moment it's live. I'm going to wait until everyone starts doing it and it's clean. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it some time. You have you know you yeah. have the time to claim, so that's good. That, yeah, you know, that's I mean you I'm have two about. weeks to claim, so like it's you know, yeah. You don't need right. to be like the first. You're, there's gonna be no advantage of being the first person to play Dookie Dash, right? Unless you're trying. Unless you're trying to. Well, it's you're actually. They're gonna give 24 hours between the claim and Dookie Dash, um. So you can't even be the first one. You might be the first one to sell it. That might be the only advantage. Like get it out there, put it out there for four ETH, maybe get lucky and get a sale. Just you know, watch. Like be... they're gonna drop in like the lowest mid-tier mint pass is gonna be like 12 ETH. Be like, all right, we're minting now. Yeah, like we're gonna be whoops. like eating our I words. Know, like, I hey, know, we set man. up a warm lob for a reason, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That's pretty wild. So uh what else happened? We got uh we've been going for a long time. I'm glad we were able to salvage this and have a really good chat, man. You're uh you, you're you're a stand-up guy for coming back on after we recorded and uh and it didn't it didn't go we had a great episode last time great episode this time um but uh so logan paul crypto zoo he's trying to make amends he said he couldn't talk about it for a while he's coming back in you know trying it's, to salvage his reputation yeah he's doing the right thing now that he got caught right i mean it's like my kids right. do this all the time where my kids are like screwing around and then i catch him then they're like "Ooh, i'm gonna do the right thing right it's like uh -huh. I, I, 
I, you know, my big take on Logan Paul is like, I can, I, if I bifurcate the person from the actual content he creates, he is an amazing content creator. He's funny. He's sure. extremely smart. He's talented. He's athletic. I mean, his stuff he does with WWE is great. His podcast is, is world-class. They do a good job. CryptoZoo doesn't seem very on the level, right? At the very least, Logan Paul hired three to four people who are just terrible scammers and terrible people. And that does that accountability does go back to him. At the worst, uh, he was going to rug a project until CoffeeZilla did something. And then he's like, oh, we are always working on it. I don't know where the truth lies. I'm not making any accusations on anything. It's good that he's doing the right thing. It's good people will be able to claim back their money. It's good he's building it out. But it's like, you know, I, I just, I, I have enough questions about him based on his past. And I always want to believe people can change. And I I feel like I was like turning this corner with him where I'm like, okay, people can change. He seems more mature. He seems more thoughtful. But then he does stuff like that. And he just, I don't mm. know. Sometimes he comes across like kind of a jerk. And I just... I don't know. So it's like that. That's my take. It's like, I don't know what he was going to do with this thing. I'm glad people are being made whole, though. Yeah, for sure. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Um, he's good, definitely has to have more uh, accountability for what he's doing. You can't just put out something like that. There was there was a couple people in his ecosystem. Lana Rhodes is a friend of his, and she put out a project, got a bunch of FUD from the community and like rugged it right away because she's like, fuck this. She literally said that. I think she was like. Yeah, because she dated his co-host Mike. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and then yeah, she, yeah. and then she's pushing some coin that Jake Paul's selling, and it's like there's all these things where it's like, yeah. man, Jake is the worst. Jake's Jake seems like a, just a I don't even. He's know. another one that I don't like like him as a person, and I he he pisses me off. But man, yeah. I love when he has a boxing match. I watch right. every single time. He's entertaining as hell. He puts on a show. He plays the heel role well. I don't know how much is an act and how much is not, right. but um, but yeah, I don't know. With 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 the whole that whole whole shenanigans, it's like I, I sometimes think in this place, I'm like, man, if I just had low moral standards, I could be very rich right now. It's just I won't I know I won't screw my there was a conversation actually, true story. There was a Twitter spaces that I randomly stumbled upon, and like it's like a couple of you know, there's some people I know who are hosting it or whatever, and they were like, Hey, we were just talking about you. I'm like, okay, what's that? And they're like, Were we having a discussion? who would you trust with your seed phrase in NFTs? And we all universally said you. I'm like, am I that much uh, of a sucker? Or is it just uh, I'm a nice guy? Or like, what is it? What is it about me? But like, I, but it's true. I would never, I'm not going to steal your stuff. Like, yeah, uh, you know, so right, it's like, right, right. but you think about like Logan Paul and Jake Ponies and they're making millions. And you're like, man, if I just had a low moral compass, I could, I, I could be raking yeah. it in. Now you are a straight up nice guy. And I think also people feel like they know you because you're on, for a couple hours every day, and you're just honest and out there, and you talk about yourself, you talk about your life, and people really like. I feel like I know you very well. You know a lot about you. Um, we talked about Ohio State, Penn State last time because because I know you went to Ohio State, and I was there. I'm four years older than you, so you said you're 39. I'm 43. I went 97 to 01. You mentioned that 01 championship game. That was the one you lost to Miami, right, Maurice Claret? No, we beat was Miami. That- yeah, we beat Miami in that one. Oh, was oh, that yeah. a big? Was, that was that was a okay. huge massive upset. Yeah, no, true story. Okay, about you one. beat them. Okay, okay. Like so, me and my friend Chris, like we sh- we went to get tickets because there's a ticket lottery because Ohio State travels. Yeah. So we go to the ticket lottery, and I get there, and he realizes he's forgot his Buck ID, which is his identification card, and he's like, "Shit!" And he's like, "Ah, oh, maybe I just won't go." I'm like, "Chris, just go back and enter the lottery." So we enter the lottery. I get a ticket. 
he gets a ticket. Everybody anywhere around me in that lottery does not get a ticket. If he had not oh forgot God. his buck ID, we would not have gone to the national title together. True story. Brought cigars, snuck them into the stadium, smoked them up when they won. The Miami fans were so cocky because they were like a uh, favorite. Yeah. Smoked them right I, there. I can't believe I forgot you guys won that. Was that the game Larice Correct blew out his knee? Or am I thinking? No, no, Wills McGahee. Wills McGahee blew out his knee on Miami. It was gross. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They blew it backwards. But no, it's like, and then it was funny. I, I didn't quite finish the cigar. I put That's it back right. in the Romeo you're and right. Juliet. You're right. Yeah, you're and right. um yeah. when they won in um 2014, the like most recent national championship, the first mm-hmm. football playoff. It's so gross. I smoked the rest of the cigar from 2001. Just oh because my for, god, that's wild. For the that's victory cool. sake, that's pretty it, cool. Yeah. In 01 was my final year at Penn State, and Miami came to Penn State to open the season, uh, first night game ever at Beaver Stadium, and it was such a zoo. It was so hard to get in. By the time I got to my seat. We were down like 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter. By the time I got to my seat, that Miami team was stacked yeah. all around. That was uh, actually it was funny when we were down. Uh, we watched the USA game that they lost to the Netherlands in the World Cup during Art Basel. And we're in this like bar, this pub. And of all people, you talk about that Miami team. Jeremy Shockey's on the couch in the corner. Like just it was a packed bar. <laughs> yeah, but I was there was, with some yeah. friends and uh yeah, it was uh Jeremy Shockey. I hated that guy because he played for the Giants. I'm an Eagles fan. Hated Shockey. Oh yeah, he's uh he was a beast though. He was fun. Yeah, he was a beast. He was a good he was a good player for sure. And then I would also be remiss if I didn't talk about 1997 when Penn State. That was my freshman year. We were number two in the country. Ohio State was number seven, and that was the the last time that we probably beat you guys in one of those situations. I was at the game. Incredible game. I actually looked up the box score before we started talking because I knew I wanted to bring that one up because you guys pretty much end our season every year. Like we're undefeated coming in and it's just it's a tradition. I you know heartbreaker. You know, my my friend, you know, Bunchu, I know we both know like Bunchu, you know, Bunchu mentioned to me like he's like, you know, every season it's like we come into Penn State, Ohio State, we have a really good season and then like we lose to you and then it's a Penn State guy. He is. I didn't know he was a Penn State guy. How about that? Yeah, I think he's like two or three. He might be four. It might be. He might be like thirty-five. So he's a few years younger than me as well. But um, he's a uh, okay. Yeah, he's a he's a big Penn State guy as well. So that's yeah. uh yeah. It's I been mean, nasty. Like there's been some real nasty ones. We had the one you talked about. Like we had it one the one year. And yeah, yeah, JT Barrett leading them back yeah. with the th- the pass in the back of the end zone. It's yeah. just. It's always like something. It's like you know, I, I, I you know, I, for me, it's like Ohio State fan and a Browns fan. Browns up twenty five in the fourth quarter. I think they're going to lose. Ohio State's down twenty five in the fourth quarter. I think they can win. win. It's just, it's I just know. that simple. You know, it's I like know. that's that's what it's like. It's my one team I root for in all of sports that I get to say every year. It's like we have a shot. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, we have a quarterback now. He was a f- true freshman this year. Big guy, strong arm. He was one of the number one quarterbacks in the country. So watch out, bro. Yeah, no, I think Penn State's uh watch they're always out. they're always tough. They're always I tough. mean, we've we've been incredibly talented. We've just haven't had a quarterback. We haven't had the, you can't win in football without a quarterback, almost never. You know? No, you it's really it's can't. it's really hard unless you are like Alabama and or Georgia. It's like Setson Bennett's fine, but Al, right. but Georgia wins because just, of all the talent they around him. You every know? right, everybody, yeah, exactly. It's like you have to either have everybody else or you need to have the quarterback. And sometimes right. you're like Clemson and you just have both. Yeah. 
What a what a time. So uh this this is really fun, man. Um I want to give you a chance to do a little bit of shilling on yourself because you are one of the hardest working guys in NFTs. I uh, found out last time we talked, you got a lot going on, something really cool. But I would be remiss if I didn't talk about when we first started this podcast, July of 2021, the DJ Network team, who you're one of the co-founders, was big time helpful in getting us set up, putting us on the website, getting us, getting eyes on us, telling us about Buzzsprout, like everything really appreciate, always will appreciate that. We'll always support. And um, just, I love that so much. Like I, that really means a lot. And you guys, you know, you guys are supportive of so many people, but you were supportive of us. And that was really awesome. But talk to the people about kind of what you have going on and all the, all the things you're doing. Yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that just uh, before I get into that, just because, you know, for me, it's like, Supporting the content creators in in Web three, I don't see it as a big competition. Doesn't matter, DJ right. Network, Rug Radio, uh, you know, Nifty Portal, y'all. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I want to see us all win and do well, and I don't see it as competition. I see it as and, not or. Um, yeah. so I, I appreciate the kind words. Yeah, no, I have a few things going on. I um, you know, I I obviously co-founded DJ Network, so I'm creating content, doing that right there. So that's a lot of my work. We have a community, a gated community. So that's really fun. Uh, something we're working on there. We, we sold a token. We didn't draw a salary from that. We instead hired people like an allow list guy who gets us like really desired allow list. We just said lost realms, give us some allow list. Like that's like the hottest mint going on right now. So, um, you know, did that first. Uh, so DJ network, um, I also work as the chief culture officer at Clubhouse Archives, which is a clothing brand that's working on uh, uh, some funding rounds right now and uh, actually does a lot of stuff with AR, with um, uh, with AR on, on clothing, as well as uh, the NFC uh, chip, uh, near-frequency communication chips and clothing. So imagine if you can connect your wallets and just walk into something because you have this chip in it and a lot of really cool tech that's working on there and some uh, some big opportunities there in that fashion brand. James, the leader, is. 20 plus years of fashion industry experience. So he's awesome. Um, I, I'm writing a book. I just turned in my first draft for my book a couple of weeks ago. So going to meet with my editor again in, in a couple of weeks and uh, uh, see her edits on that. But first draft of a book about NFTs, which is hoping to bring businesses and NFTs. Um, it's the guy who I co-authored the first Harvard Business Review article about NFTs with. And we are uh, you know, writing basically a, a framework introduction of NFTs so we can help bring people into space. That'll probably not come out for another year or so because the publishing process but excited to be working on that like i dreamed of this sort of thing so to be doing it so cool and then it's funny i'm actually not gonna say it this time even though it's really cool because after you said it last time like can you tell me and i did and then we didn't record i am working with a major well-known brand in the nft space as my fourth job uh leading something there but I thought about it afterwards. I'm like, ah, kind of want to wait until it goes full force and all the way yeah, through in the next makes couple sense. of weeks. So um, people will know pretty soon, but there's a mm-hmm. very large brand. You could probably figure it out if you think about it coming into NFTs that I'm working with that some of my friends are well connected with as well. So excited. I mean, it's an opportunity of a lifetime. So those are my like four jobs that I'm doing just because, you know, you do one job in in the regular business world. You make more money with health insurance and benefits. And here you do four jobs and work more hours with less and you've never been happier. It's just a whole different ball game. So really enjoying what I'm doing right now. And yeah, I mean, the other shill is best way to find me at NFT B A R K on Twitter, NFT bark. Yeah. That's me. And uh, 
yeah, you could you could hear all about the the rando stuff I'm doing. The book, if you want to learn about the book, there's a pin tweet right at the top there that you can put in information. And once we have more to share, we'll, we'll do that. Cool. At 8 a.m. Eastern every day, make sure to listen to Coffee with Captain. Awesome show in the morning. Great way to start the day. We're going to finish off the episode as we always do with the NFT collection rankings by sales volume over the last seven days. It's actually a tiny bit different uh, than it was the other day, which is interesting. So I'm going to run down. Number one this time is Mutants. Two days ago, it was Bored Apes. Mutants has done $21.7 million in volume in the last seven days, which is Wild. pretty impressive. Yeah, more than Bored Apes. 907 transactions. Um, Bored Apes is number two. Kennel is number three. So good for them. I mean, Yuga just obviously crushing it. Other D's kings, number five. Kings, so stay kings. Five. Kings, yeah, stay really. kings. Unbelievable. And then next week, it's going to be Sewer Pass will be up there. Because it'll have so much volume because it'll be brand new. Their sec I swear to God, on they could run a business base. I, I need to like look at like what their secondary sales alone is when you look at the royalties. I, I, I mean, know. it's like, you know, people people talk about royalties and NFTs. It's like Yuga has a whole stream of income, and that's one of the beautiful yeah. parts of NFTs. So that's yeah. crazy. And they did board apes at only two and a half percent. So that was really low compared to industry standard. Yeah, no, they're um even with that, do you think about their all-time oh, volume? Oh, I know. Like, oh, it's it's unbelievable. I think they did a billion secondary, like it's <laughs> last year. It's unbelievable. Yeah, what, it's what they it, do. It, it's it's nuts when you look at. I mean, even open it's like open seven hundred and ten ETH total volume. I mean, that's seven hundred and ten. Sorry, thousand ETH, seven hundred and ten K. Like yeah. CryptoPunks has done a million ETH, seven hundred and ten K. Mutant API Club four hundred eighty three K all time. Other deeds three hundred seventy K of all time. And then wow. one million in crypto punks, which they also own. So it's yep. like you think of the top four. No royalties on all time. Crypto punks is no royalties on the uh, on the site. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. No, but it's it's wild that they're just. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 unbelievable the volume moving through there. It's it's unheard of. I mean, it's it's crazy. Uh, both of our favorite project, Azuki, is number four. <laughs> yeah, I know we're both not uh yeah. not big on the Azuki, but yeah. look, community's cool as hell. If if Zagabond stepped down or whatever, I still can't get over that. I know I probably yeah, need to let same, it go, but I can't same. get over it. Yeah. I always every time I think of Zagabond, I think of the K Money. Do you remember his video he did? Building He's like, he, 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 I'm just a female dev. Like, <laughs> that always cracks me up. That little thing he did is great. Uh so other deeds is number five. So rare is number six, staying in the top ten. Art blocks is number seven. It's in the top ten for the first time in a long time because of the friendship bracelets that uh, everybody got for free. They're half an ETH now. It's blowing up. It's doing doing amazing. Um, Crypto punks number eight. D gods cracks the top ten at number nine. And beans is number ten. You can't argue with the volume Azuki does. I mean they, you know, and the floor at fifteen or whatever it is like. You can say a lot about them, but they they're doing their thing. No, there's a period of time when we had Mintify as a sponsored update on our show, and they would talk yeah. about like the daily volume, and it felt like every day, like you start to realize, because unless you're like like I tend to look at the macro picture, I don't pay too much attention to floors. I like to see what's trending, but I you know you don't think about it day in and day out. When he was saying day in and day out, top sale Azuki, top sale Board Ape Yacht Club. Top volume, board ape Azuki. The it was like I it was know. always board ape Azuki, like in top one, two, or three, like something from Yuga and Azuki. So Azuki is just absolutely continuing to crush. 
They are. They're, you can't argue with the with the success. Where do you get your stats from? Where do you go to see like floors, volumes? All over the place. Um, yeah. you know, I, I I just generally a lot of times will check open sea because that tends to be the industry mm-hmm. standard. So like basic stuff, but I mean, you know, you name it, like you know, evaluate market, you know, um, you know, crypto slant. I mean, you name it, I I go to all of them in some yeah. very way. Dune Analytics has some good like macro they do sort of data. Um and then yeah, I pay you attention know, to DJ, Finance. Are you familiar? It used to be flips.finance. It's oh, is that what flips is that what flips.finance yeah. went to? So yeah. I didn't realize they had flipped over to dgens.finance. I yeah. loved flips.finance. And yes. then now okay, so for some reason, like I don't know if I went during the transition period. I thought like flips, I was gonna say flips.finance. I thought like folded. Flips.finance, yeah. yeah. I was I mean, I'm on this website, I'm on multiple times a day because it's a really good quick look at the top projects lots of good stats good charts oh you need to like hold a pass to use it now that's no you don't need to hold a pass they do have a pro version where you can get more detailed analytics but um you can get for free you can get well do you because i'm connect are you are you on dgens.finance and it's not yeah i think i have to kick my wallet or something which it's like okay but okay. it's but yeah, this one I do remember. Like this is what happened. I went to it and I was like, "If oh, you give me your, site, if you like... give me your seed phrase right now, I'll hook you up." So just... <laughs> it's right here. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. come on, come on. Yeah, <laughs> Apple coffee cup. No, it's, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, no, it's definitely um, it's definitely like that. Flips finance was actually my go-to for a while, and then yeah, this thing I went the other day. This is what it was. I thought I had to pay for it, but you're right. It looks like either I can buy a gold pass, which. I might just do. It's only a quarter of an ETH, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I have a I have a pass, but I don't even use the pro version. I just I like the I like the main page, and then when I want to dig deeper in, I will. But like, it's just it's really good to see what's going on. The red, the green, you know what's up, what's down, the volume. You scroll down a little bit, you get a lot of project. Like it's I'm I'm a big fan of this site for my stats. DJ oh, people are people are selling these things at ETH, so I just got to toss in like an like a. Uh, a disrespectful weath offer and see if someone will just accept it and what happens here. That's what we'll try to do. Cause yeah, the, uh, the weath offers or the, um, people are accepting weath offers on these, but yeah, maybe I'll just get the gold pass. Cause I do like flips. I did love flips finance. So yeah, that was always actually my go-to grail source mm-hmm. when I would be quoting floors and historical floors. So I love that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It was weird when it went away. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what a pleasure, man. And, a true gentleman for coming back on and doing this a second time. It was also it was very entertaining as well. I had a great time chatting up with you. You you have the gift of gab. You can you can chat it up. I mean, you could talk like almost nobody else. So I, I'm gonna love watching your journey and everything. And hopefully we will do this again. But absolute pleasure, Steve. And thank you everybody for listening. Anything else you want to say before we roll? Are you good to go. But do it again anytime you want. And uh, looking forward to seeing you in person again soon. My man, absolutely. Much love, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. 
We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace.